America Meditating Radio Show, we collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts 24-7. Hi, I'm Sister Jenna. Join me and guest on Blog Talk Radio as we amplify stories that compel us to be more for ourselves and everyone else around us. Foundation for Children of the World is an organization aimed to support women and children in need across the globe. We believe in empowering lives, strengthening minds, and providing programs that enrich health and education. The Azar Foundation was founded in 2003 and has been serving the world ever since. Visit us at our website at www.azarforchildren.org. That's www.azar, the number four, children.org to find out more information about our endeavors and join our mailing list. Remember, the smile and the cry of a child doesn't have any language. The Azar Foundation. Do you like to meditate? Have you tried to meditate? Have you struggled with meditation? Why don't you visit one of the Brahma Kumaris Meditation Center? Visit brahmakumaris.org. Hi, I'm Devon Franklin, co-author of the book The Wait, author of the book produced by Faith, and producer of the film Miracles from Heaven. Just want to give a shout-out to Sister Jenna and American Meditating Radio. I've been on the station before. I've been on the program. Uh, it's awesome, and meditation is such a powerful way to tap into all that God has for us and to find peace, love, and joy, and health in our lives. We have an exclusive screening of my new film, Miracles from Heaven, starring Jennifer Garner and Queen Latifah. And this is a film that you know is based on a true story. We've been screening it all around the country, and people have been blown away by the power of this inspirational journey of a family coping with the illness of the, the middle daughter. And a miracle shows up when they need it the most. This movie will be in theaters March 16th, all around the country. Come and see it with your whole family. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Are you in need of a tech service company that's going to deliver the best solutions for your business? Then at Chanaka is your solutions headquarters. Here we specialize in your individual needs to make sure your business shines. For more information, please call 301-417-0070 or visit us at our website at atchanaka.net. At Chanaka, where we deliver for you. Thank you. 
Hello, everyone, and welcome to America Meditating Radio. I'm your host, Sister Jenna. We're broadcasting from the beautiful Meditation Museum in the nation's capital. And, you know, I wish I could say, like, I'm in totally out of the roof today, like I'm in one of those moods where I'm just like, yay, yippee, hey, welcome, and, you know, I can play all of that up with you, and we're going to have a special guest, so I have a funny feeling she might put me in an incredible mood. And I think that's one of the things that I like about our show, that it meets you at a very real level. It takes you into not only my journey, but I go into your journey as we converse together and learn more about human consciousness learn more about how we relate to others and how we overcome our own limitations because I keep telling everybody, things aren't happening to you, they're happening for you. And I think I always end up being tested to give more love, to be more love. And perhaps that's really the plight of the human story. Like why we are here is that we came with so much So much love, so much love and purity and peace and happiness. And we weren't clinging. We weren't expecting anything from anyone. We weren't abusing, manipulating. We weren't taking advantage of anyone. We were just full and complete. But like everything, it changes. The law of nature has to exist and the human soul is an aspect of nature, don't you think? So it being the energy of light and it being the sixth element of nature, I've changed, you've changed, and we're at a time we're being called to get back to the stage of awareness in which we came with, you know, to get back to that place in which we came with. I woke up at a little bit at like 2.15 this morning. Usually it's 3.30 for me, so kind of a little bit early. But I woke up at 2.15, and the first thought in my mind was one of our sisters who had passed away in Australia. Keep in mind, Australia has been coming up a lot for me. And I think about three days before hearing about her passing, I thought about her twin brothers who love her to the nines, and I've never thought of them, really. I don't really think about them unless I see them up in India. And I just thought about how they were doing. And little did I know that was the time and the moment that she passed away as a result of a severe stroke. So here's what I'm trying to say. We're so connected. Don't even ask. So when I got up at 2.15 this morning, the first thought in my mind is, oh, today's Margaret's day. It's her cremation. And then at about 2.20, I said, oh, they're having a live broadcast of her funeral. I can join them. I turned on my smartphone at 2.25, 2.30. And as I actually, because I didn't know what time it was in Australia, I just said, I wonder if it's the time. And everybody, as I turned on the live webcast, the twin brothers just showed up on the screen as if, you know, there's all these mysteries of things that are constantly unfolding in our lives. And we're like, there's so much more than the guy who cuts you off on the highway or, or your husband who screams at you or your teenage daughter who's going through puberty. You know, like there's so much more happening behind our eyes that we can't even decode. So for Margaret, I wish you well in your continued journey. And I wish I could pass her out the funeral wordings and the ceremony and the eulogy. It was so powerful. And in essence, the eulogy basically said, we're traveling, we're on a journey, and now it's time to move on and play another role. And that's exactly what Margaret's about to do. I'm sure she's going to find herself 
playing an even greater part than what she played when she was physically with us, and now she's going to be with some others. And so lots of love, my sweet sister. The show's for you today. Please hold the line. We're going to have Joanna Baldwin with us, and we're going to have a wonderful conversation with Joanna. Before I get to her, why don't we just do just a minute of silence together. Please breathe in and relax. Point of focus. Taking just a minute. Gently, I bring my energy away from the external. I bring all my attention up through my body to a point in the middle of my forehead, just above and behind the eyes towards a single point of focus inside. I now look through my eyes as if they are windows. I am a still point of awareness looking through the eyes to the world out there. I am the still point, silent and powerful. Welcome back. That was Point of Focus from the Just a Minute Meditation CD by the Brahma Kumaris. Hey, we are so privileged to welcome Johanna Baldwin, who is a writer and a producer of film, television, theater, and short stories. Her debut novel is entitled All War Men Desire to Know. Her short stories and essays have appeared in numerous publications from the New York Times to the London Evening Standard. Joanna recently produced the hit documentary series with Doug Lyman and Russ Stratton, The Unexplained for A&E Networks. Her other credits include the BBC One film she wrote, Venus and Mars, and she produced a television series, The Moth, the celebrated storytelling series for USA Networks. Joanna's upcoming film, based on her research and screenplay, The Year of the Great Storm, will be produced later this year in South Africa with partners like Tyler Perry, Doug Lyman, and Russ Stratton, and George Wolfe. Today we welcome Joanna Baldwin to this show. Hi, Joanna. Welcome. Good morning to you. I'm so excited. Your voice is so insanely calming and beautiful. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you. Well, I'm thrilled to have a conversation with you because I need you to get me in a good mood. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thinking about your friend Margaret, I should say Sister Margaret, it's funny that, or not funny, that, you know, my book is really about that quest, about what happens after, and those people who mean so much to us. And I know you know this journey probably better than I do, but the heroine in the book, really, this is her, you know, life's quest. So it's, you know, non-coincidental, obviously, right? Mm-hmm, it sure is. And so tell us a little bit about the book, a little bit about how Kimmy came up with the title and what was it that you were looking to experience, achieve, or even just come to know more about you or our humanity? Okay, those are amazing questions. And first off, I'd just like (laughs) to say, Dr. Raymond Moody, I assume, you know, a lot of people know who he is, but he is the Mm -hmm. infamous doctor who really explored the near-death experience from a scientific level and a doctor level. And, you know, 
combine the two worlds of spirituality and doctors into understanding that it's not just what you think it might be, that there is a near-death experience and there is that light and there is that beauty and there is that place that is very mysterious, but it's real. And so I had met him and we were talking about other projects and he had sort of confided in me that in when he was a young man, he started studying the ancient Greek philosophers and he became very obsessed, not with, you know, their great knowledge, but more their spiritual practices that a lot of people don't know about. So he shared those experiences with me, and I was inspired by that information where I created this novel. And in a sense, it sounds really intellectual, but it's really more spiritual because the woman is able to go back in time, in a sense, to a place where she can meet these guys who are really ordinary people who happen to be philosophers and they sort of teach her without her knowing who they are or what they're doing, techniques that she can get her answer. So nobody's really telling her what her truth is. People are helping her along the way find it out. And the title is really based on an Aristotle quote because she has heard from someone that it was really Aristotle's fault that we don't know we're going to see our loved ones again. Before Aristotle People knew they'd see their grandmothers, all sorts of people who passed. They would just know that, and they would be excited about that next step, whatever that would be for them. So it was Aristotle's mm-hmm. fault, in a sense, and so she reads this quote that Aristotle came up with, which is, all men, by nature, desire to know. And so she changes it for herself, that all women, by nature, desire to know, hence the book, All Women Desire to Know. Mm, I love that. Yeah. In old ancient days were still, we weren't really asking as many questions perhaps as we are today. And I don't know, I guess it just depends on where we are in the soul's journey. You know, speaking about my friend Margaret that I mentioned uh, passed away on the 31st or just recently, and Margaret Newton from Australia, just a really beautiful woman. I walk with this understanding that whatever actions I perform, the experience or the intention of those actions are lodged in my subconscious or what we call in Sanskrit sanskaras. So if my attachment to God is much greater than my attachment to human beings or to my loved ones, then I will be released and I will go back to source. But if I still have attachments here, I will come back to play out those roles. And so many of us have experienced the loss of someone that we love tremendously. And I would love to know what's Johanna's belief about life and death, our life after death. And what do you hope, you know, like your readers will take away from your novel? Well, first off, what I try my best to do in this is that have it be an exploration in the way that the female heroine is having her exploration, that whoever chooses to read the book has their own. So with me, I do have personal experiences with loved ones who have passed over. Whether I have been in Guatemala City and seen my brother on a street who had passed away, I was not thinking about him. And then all the sort of Guatemalan women who were with me at the time would say, you know, we're completely, yes, of course you saw him, or his spirit came into somebody else's body, or whatever their beliefs were. But not one of them said, you're imagining it, until I got back to New York. And then it was like, you know, grief create illusion, you know, that kind of thing. And I've had many, many experiences, you know, with these types of things. And 
that does not mean I have the answer, but what it does mean is there is life after life. I don't know exactly like that. what that means. Like you and I. Yeah. You know, we're going to keep yeah. talking and relating and eating and right. sleeping. Yeah. Like in what state of consciousness and in what in what mindset right. that, that we're going to be doing. So I want to talk about your upcoming film. That must be exciting, The Year of the Great Storm, and that's going to be produced later this year in South Africa. You're partnering with Tyler Perry. You're like big time. And I, I <laughs> well, I'm only big to... time because we've been helped by the universe. I have to say, you know, a little shout out to my friend Ari Emanuel and Warren Zavala from WME, who will probably never hear this. <laughs> but oh, um, it's really when your powerful friends actually hear you and mm. they hear that you need something and you need this film to really get out there to help people and to have a new voice in the race conversation and which is truth and reconciliation and dialogue which you know started you know with Nelson Mandela's when he was elected and all of that but in any case when your friends actually hear what you need and when you're able to actually articulate what you need sometimes that's a, an issue too and they come up with the idea that you know Tyler Perry would love this and you're just thinking that's just so out of your orbit and suddenly you're sitting with the head of their studio and you know there for you every week every day until the end it's very exciting and he and his team Matt Moore and Ozzy Aru are amazing people and I just can't be more blessed and really it's really about the project it's not about me yes I've been on it 20 years but it's really because Amy Beale, Linda Beale, Peter Beale, and Tobacco Penny, and Easy Nofamela, these people, you know, shout out to the world about, and they're going to help us understand about what true forgiveness is and, you know, and reconciliation and dialogue. And they're going to help us find our way in this crazy world we're in, I think. And, you know, how important is it, Joanna? And congratulations for that. I love that. When your powerful friends hear you, I'm going to be calling upon my powerful friends as we speak. You know, I've, I've had a film project that I've been sitting on with in my computer, and I told Antonia, come on, it should do service, you know? And right. I've been telling her, let us keep sharing it rather than it just sitting there. And you know, in my heart, I think it's important. But I haven't called on my powerful friends to really say, I need your help, and thank you for that. I'll definitely at least start to do that. They may not hear or they may not be available, but it's just trying, right? And finding right. that being and upset you never with know. who's not helping, it's being elated oh, yeah. for who is helping. And that's the journey, Definitely. really. It's, the one who doesn't help is also helping to gear you toward a direction where you're going to get help. Yes. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Teaching personal stamina. <laughs> right? <laughs> Above and beyond, for sure. You know, it's a, a crazy journey, for sure. And what it you is. do is just so helpful to everyone, you know, every day. Thank so you. So that's an amazing Thank thing. Thank you, hon. So how do you get your inspiration? What is the source of your creativity and your work? I mean, I don't know what to call it, but it's definitely got me inspired. You know, in the case of All Women Desire to Know, I really didn't expect to write the book. I never had an ambition to write a book. It wasn't until I met Dr. Moody and we hit it off and then I was resistant. And then so much resistance, in fact, that the morning that I woke up leaving, you know, this long weekend with he and his wife, where he was telling me all about these Greek philosophers, a moment of inspiration came. I completely and intellectually was not ever going to do this. But, you know, God spoke and the entire story came to me in the morning. I sat down and spoke with them and they were truly excited and kind of sort of exceeded what they thought they had even wanted me to do. So that was inspiration. And then every day that I wrote that, 
you know, wasn't completely me. I'd sit down at my typewriter or computer, as we call it now, and then I would go off to my afternoon day job that I had. And between the time I would leave my computer and by the time I would get to that afternoon sacred place that was taking care of me, you know, in the subway at Grand Central Station, you know, words and ideas were coming to me. So I'd get back to my computer at the office and I'd sort of email myself this ideas. And then I would then go do my ordinary world work. And then that would go, and the, the whole book was written like that. It was just inspiration. I think if it, you're not getting that, you know, then it's a different kind of writing <laughs> and that kind of writing's okay. I mean, God yeah, love anybody yeah, who can yeah. sit down and do it. But for me, right. it's really that kind of writing. You know, even in the screenplay world, you have to go on those walks to get away from what you're trying to do, and then the the answers come. How much have you changed during this process? Like, where are you now in your journey, Johanna? Well, I think, you know, I'm probably more the little girl that I used to be, that fearless person. You know, I had a lot of fear the last 20 years, you know, with the Amy Beal story. You know, one day you're getting fired, one day people are returning your calls, another day they're not. You know, that big bad world out there that's really glorious is really tough. You know, it's a tough world out there, and it's beautiful. So I feel like the last couple of years, you know, the evolution of of things happening and being aligned with divine partners, quite frankly. You know, I have a my Russ Stratton, who we produce, and, you know, and he's my guy you know it's it's just great to have a collaborator who really gets you and you get them and and the same thing with all of our partners and that's become the rule now it's not really you know who can help me it's more like who aligns with me and who you know who can is going to go on this journey with me and then and I with them and what do you need not about me it's like what can we do and it sounds you know the Amy Beal thing is not about me it's about we you know I've been working with the Beal family since 1996 and so it's just finding the right alignments and I didn't really know what that meant probably until the last 10 years before that I was just out there like probably like a mini gangster you know whatever works you know And now it's like the gangster thing really doesn't work. You know, it's alignment. You're like, put him up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you better do this project or else, right? Versus <laughs> let's bring this thing to life together, you know? So it's I been bet fun. You must chuckle. I bet you must chuckle when you look back at your story and go, wow. You know, and that's one of the things I just love about life and growth and wisdom. Like, you know, those times when we're like so innocent, like never believing we're actually going to get old and have a legacy, kind of yeah. traveling with us in our heads. And, and then you have to find humor in those moments in life where you were short or less than and perhaps yeah. accept that your less than was actually contributing to you at one point in your life, accepting that you're so much more than. Right. And, um, and holding on to it, too. And hope, right, that's a big part, that's a big part. <laughs> Whatever that I means, know, right? that's probably not, that's hey. probably illegal, right? <laughs> Holding on to anything. Well, we've talked about forgiveness, we've talked about our journey of philosophy, we've talked about love and loss. What's on the horizon for you next? Are you just going to focus on the year of the great storm, and or is there something more happening for Johanna? Well, 
I think we're going to, you know, we're hoping to get that into production by the end of the year, and that's our main focus. There are some ideas percolating, perhaps another book with Dr. Moody. I'm not sure about that. You know, it's really whatever is given to me, but that keeps coming up during the course of the last. Once the book was published, it started to come up that maybe that would be my next thing, but I'm not sure. And I'm open to what the universe Mm -hmm. needs me to do versus what I think I ought to do. Well, that's, that's a little fantastic. tricky, too, as you know. Well, <laughs> I do know, but I'm suspecting that you might be in a period where the universe is certainly on your side, and I can't wait to see the year of the great storm. I love good film, and anything Tyler Perry puts his hands on anyway always has something of content in it. It sure does, and I think he is misunderstood sometimes, but he really, you know, everything that I've seen, you know, everything that he gets involved with, you know, whether one's taste or not, has a lot of integrity, and he is hilarious, too. I mean, The Gear of the Great Storm is very serious. It's a very serious subject, but... His other work, you know, I have been at a live theater falling out of my chair with laughter. He's so joyful, you know. Oh, how sweet. (laughs) He's a great one. Yeah. Okay. Well, congratulations in advance for everything that you're doing. And if you're ever and in Washington, you. thank feel you. Thank free. you. Oh, you're welcome. We would love to have a screening at the museum if you'd like. Whatever we can it's do to. A guarantee. It's Absolutely. a date. Absolutely. Great. So, whenever we can just keep working to make just the atmosphere better, I think the more we come together, the stronger we'll get. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Mm. Leave me with your favorite life quote and a website that we can find you and hunt you down and give you hugs. Okay, here's what came to me this morning. The quote I came up with this morning is, love be your greatest ambition. Mm, I love that. And a website? Okay, joannabaldwin.com, J-O-H-A-N-N-A-B-A-L-D-W-I-N. Joanna Baldwin, thank you so very much. Thank you, thank you. Looking forward to seeing you again. All right, definitely. Thank you, take care. Bye-bye. It could take you 20 years, folks, until you get that big break where your powerful friends will actually hear your message, will believe in you, will understand you, or it's just the right time. Time and consciousness are playing such a big role, and we're in my 20s, and I think maybe Joanna will also attest. We might have thought that success was really just a lot of money, good clothes, and a great car, maybe. I don't know. I'm deeply rooted in believing that success is just appreciating the learning curve along the way as we travel and travel together. So thank you so much. Hope you've enjoyed our conversation. Please do keep up with Johanna Baldwin, J-O-H-A-N-N-A Baldwin. And you can get her on her website at um, johannabaldwin.com and support these sorts of films. They're really important to raise the vibrations of our world today. We need more of that. And as I come to a close of today's show, in which I'm dedicating to our sweet sister Margaret Newton from Australia, I know her cremation was today, so her soul has gone on and is about to enter a new story, play out a new part, and love some more people than she loved before. I think one of my greatest mysteries about the energy of soul and time, there was just so much love and connectivity around Margaret, and yet there's a family that loves her even more and has some deep bond with her soul story and has pulled her there. And I continue to investigate that on the mystical and spiritual level as to how we can have love, and yet there are sometimes greater loves somewhere in the future, somewhere on this planet, somewhere on this earth, is your next parent 
who is preparing for your entry with a great deal of love that they would love you so much that you can just go in a second and go, I think that part for me is done. So just like an actress, they play one role and then they're done with that and they go and play another. Is that what the human soul is like? Is that what life and rebirth is all about? Is this what it all means? Perhaps. But I'll leave that for you to contemplate on, my friends. I want to thank you for joining us. And guess what? Johanna made me feel a little bit better. So thanks to her for that. All right. And the show wouldn't be complete without a reading from our beloved sweet sister Gita. Om Shanti, a greeting of peace. And I am moved to read from Daddy Janke's book, Companion of God, Wisdom from One of the World's Great Spiritual Leaders. The topic on the drama of life. As we know, the soul itself is life. This is dedicated as I listened to Sister Jenna's wonderful show. I got the touching to not only send uh, inspiration to the soul that is transitioning, getting a new body, but also to the ones that knew her very well. The drama of life. Every passing moment is like a passing act in a play. Each of us are the actors playing our parts exactly as they are supposed to be. We are playing these parts very well. An actor is never focused on another actor's part, continually criticizing it. He just gets on with his part, playing it as best as he can. This drama of life is eternal, predestined, and accurate. Whatever is happening is the accurate part. My task is to play my right part. Right thoughts restore rightness to the whole play. Practice detaching yourself from your role and experiencing the truth behind the role and you will find yourself loving every instant of your role and the drama too. And the question, why has this happened, will be answered. And the taking or giving of sorrow will end. Because in that moment of solitude, you will know whatever has happened, whatever is happening, and whatever has to happen, it's already inscripted. So the task that's needed at that time is to send good feelings and pure wishes. The drama of life. The soul is life itself. And to dear Margaret, she's very much aware now. And if we go inside and connect, we will know this is nothing new. The drama is accurate. There is benefit in every part of this drama of life. Thank you, Om Shanti. Have a day full of contemplation and good wishes. Thank you. Mm, Thank you so much, Sister Gita. Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission. I'm laughing when I hear that one. And we are here to love each other the same. So let's do that. I want to play a really special song for my sweet sister, Margaret. And I'm wishing her absolute peace and happiness and lots of love, lots of love. 
for your next travels as you move on. Take care, Margaret.